everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life. I want to welcome you to episode 83 of Limiting Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today we are doing another open mic. Um, we have some actual guests that joined us. Uh, they got the word, and we have Rial back from Canada. And we have Phaedrus, who was here a few weeks ago before his lengthening surgery, which he had just about 36 hours ago. So welcome to the show, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I just, uh, I can't believe Phaedrus is on here. I had no energy 36 hours later after my surgery to be on. <laughs> I know. He's one tough one, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's actually start with that. So, uh, Phaedrus, man, let's, let's start. I mean, you just had your limb lengthening surgery. You were here a few weeks ago. You were, uh, getting, you know, anxious for it and everything like that. And then you made the travel. Uh, yeah. So let's walk, walk us through it. Like, you know, go down a few days ago, of like when you arrived and then kind of like where you are now. And then I know you said you had some content. So yeah, so I, I flew into Germany about a week, uh, before mm -hmm. and, um, I flew from the U S um, and I, one of the first things I did was I went to the rehab center where other patients were, uh, rehabbing and for me it was great because i got to see the facility uh the state of other patients um ate some you know good food got one last workout in um and um about what is this like an hour before the surgery i do see that i got my x-rays mm -hmm. and uh i don't know if you guys can see this but um i'm about 80 percent tibia femur ratio so kind of right at that average um and um, I got the surgery. The night before, I couldn't sleep at all. I slept not, like not a minute. My, I, my brain wouldn't shut down. It was just, I don't know. I felt like, okay, either I wake up or I don't wake up <laughs> from the surgery. So I was definitely nervous, excited. I remember before going under uh, for anesthesia, they put the IV in me. And um, my teeth were chattering. Mm. I guess I was just like really nervous or... I don't know. I just, I just felt, I guess, alone <laughs> in, a, in a cold operating room, <laughs> surrounded by strangers in a country that I've never been to. So it was definitely kind of jarring. But I woke up and uh, I was okay. You know, I was really thirsty and hungry. Um, I, I didn't feel any pain because of all of the anesthesia I was on. Um, they put me in a room. To monitor me for about I'd say 15 or 20 minutes and then they moved me to my uh, current room where I'm staying for the next uh, four to five days okay um, and Victor please tell me to stop if, if uh, you want no to man this is this is what this is what it's all about the experience this is what I want to hear yeah and um, this this I don't know if you can see these photos I'm not gonna play the video just they're basically just kind of me my initial state Mm -hmm. And uh, I was able to move my legs. I had some decent knee flexion. And what surprised me the most was Dr. Becker came uh, that day. So I had the surgery at about 8 a.m. Okay. Um, the surgery lasted three hours. I think wow. it normally is anywhere between one and a half to four hours, depending. Yeah. Uh, I got the 11 millimeter Betzbone. Um, okay. One comment is I have, everyone has a different size uh, marrow canal, and I believe mine was more narrow, so I got the 11. But a uh, good thing is I had thicker walls around my bones, so the screws were, for, from what Dr. Becker said, the screws were secure. Um, and uh, I did want to show this video. Let's see if it'll play. Yeah. 
Wow. You hear the audio? Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is you walking right after the surgery. Yeah. And at first I was elated. You know, I was so happy. I was like, this is crazy. But, um, you know, that it's kind of a fairy tale because, uh, you know, that, that was, I was in dreamland on a lot of drugs. And uh, so fast forward the, that same day, things are okay for the most part. I didn't have much appetite. I went to sleep, woke up, and reality kind of comes and hits you <laughs> like a ton of bricks. Like your your legs are just you can't move that. They just I think this is a yeah. It's like there's a disconnect between your mind and your legs. It's almost like you have to tell your body, tell your leg to move, <laughs> or you have to like command it, and you have this instability from the ITB. I had the IP, ITB band release mm -hmm. as well. But um, yeah, and it was really tough this morning. I, I definitely broke down mentally a little bit because I was like, wow, I'm crippled now. You know, if someone kicked me, I'd fall on the ground <laughs> and I couldn't get up. <laughs> and uh, I made it, you know, a little schedule for myself so that walk every few hours and then every oh, wow. hour do some mobility exercise. And to finish off, I... Uh, finish off the day with a little over 2,000 steps and tomorrow we will try the sh uh, stairs. So, but that, that in a nutshell is kind of um, my experience so far. Pain-wise, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, yeah, I, I didn't really touch on pain medication and stuff, but they have everything laid out for you, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of just, I know some folks are maybe more, uh, specific about not wanting to take opioids and focusing on NSAIDs, but I'm a very simple guy. I just kind of take what the doctor gives me and hope it works out. And so far, you know, the pain meds are doing what they're supposed to be doing. My pain is lying down maybe zero to one. Uh, when I'm moving, I'd say it can go from like three to five, depending on, um, you know, any, if I do slow movements, it's more like a two or three, any quick movements, I can feel some stuff. That is incredible, Phaedrus. I got to say, I mean, the first, so this is literally within the first two days you had your surgery. So this is Thursday. So it was Tuesday then. Uh, it was Wednesday morning. Wednesday. In, okay. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Cause you're in a yeah, European. Uh, I'm in, I'm in Freiburg, Germany right gotcha. now. Yeah. It's 1247 uh, a.m. here right now. That's incredible, man. And then you're doing your steps every day. You're, you're, you're tracking that. That's kind of like what Rial did is like, you know, he right out of the, right out of the gate, this guy was like, you know, up and about. And I, I actually wanted to kind of touch on this because um, it brings up a good point about after femur lengthening, it's like the importance of mobility. It's like a lot of people, you know, your legs are broken, right? Like it's the reality shift of like you going from being normal to being, like you said, crippled. But the fact is, is that it's important to get mobile as soon as possible. Like Rial, if you want to talk about that, like, like your experience, like right after surgery, what was it like for you? And then we're going to compare that to Phaedrus and like make that point, you know, to everybody watching. Yeah. So from, uh, right out of surgery, like when, when I left my the hospital, mm -hmm. I used, uh, I was walking, I, there's no wheelchair, like coming out of the hospital. That was after uh, what a day and a half, two days and I was over there. So I went straight home after two days, I was home. Yeah. So I used the walker to come out of the building to the car. 
I went home, and the next day I was on crutches. The watch <laughs> has been in, the, been in my garage, but um, wow. never stopped walking. Never, ever, ever, never, never. One day, day, like literally from one day, like and and real, like I mean, I know that Phaedra said that, like you know, he was still kind of on that pain meds um, from the surgery, the anesthesia, and everything, till the nerve block wore off. Wore off, but. What was the pain like for you in those first few days? Did you feel it? So the, uh, the, the initial pain from what I feel today, so it would be the actual surgery, like, you know, breaking the bone and all these incisions and all that. So, uh, but once I got home, like I say, it's, it's like every 12 hours, it drops to 50%, 50%, 50 it drops really quick. Yeah. And then to a point where it's like, like, I, I swear I could have like, walk like people are like tell me like slow down real like you fuck you, you, you got broken legs i'm like it doesn't feel like it <laughs> so I was like, Let's really? go. but um but as i got like now today i'm over the two inch mark i i always have a little like uh, i would say there's always a small pain like a growing pain i call them growing pain okay. yeah. uh, so i'm always feeling it right like like i would say i would say i feel like if i have to put a scale on it like during my whole day and my night probably like at a one sometimes it drops to 0.5 one to two one to two you know like i'm always there but i walk and i walk like today no joke today i i jetted like we i, I run a, a sewage company like i, I clean out the uh, sewage pipes mm -hmm. so we did six buildings this morning then i walked uh, a building 29 floor building i all the top floors all the top floors of these buildings. I walk every oh unit. I'm on crutches. I, I, I don't know how many steps I do in a day. But, and I drove a big truck today. Like I was on my truck, like it's a ten wheeler. I drove that through traffic, through whatever. Uh, for it takes about a two hour drive, and I drive it site to site. I mean, it's uh, I don't stop, and I, I keep my mobility, uh, my legs. So I know right now, if I wanted, I could stand up and go walk. Like I, yeah. I know yeah. I could right now keep the crutches wow. there and they could walk away like, wow. no. well, well we definitely but, don't want anything to happen but like that's incredible i think that the fact that you are really kind of grasping the idea of mobility and why it's so important because it's keeping those muscles really kind of pliable and act you know um active so they don't go dormant and you get really weak um and i think that's probably making your physio a little bit more a little easier as well right definitely definitely the physio is like uh, even when i go to the in montreal they're like, what do you do? Like, how are you still so flexible, right? I said, well, I don't stop. And yeah. that's the trick. There's one weekend I took, I was like, oh my God, I'm dead tired. I'm not doing anything this weekend. I stayed home. I walked very little, just around the house. By Monday, I, I was like, holy fuck, I fucked my legs up. Like, they're like, you know, like I really ruined it. I was like, all cramped up. Uh, it was hard to get going on Monday, really hard. I was like, never again. But it's to, I'm, I'm worried, like, to, if you stay in bed too long and all that, you lose that, that, yeah. muscle like your muscle mass you lose that yeah. and then when they tell me okay real you can walk i'll be like six months trying to build those legs back up <laughs> that's not my plan like yeah. my, my legs if we touch my legs right now obviously they're they shrunk because they're lengthening but they're hard as a rock like those really? muscles are hard as a rock like they're solid all around that's crazy like, like they touch it they're like they don't look like they're like oh, it's not knotted it's like yeah. i think it's just muscle yeah it's like they're <laughs> as hard as they were the first day but i walk on them right and they're tort they get tortured like you know i push them yeah and um 
but so I mean, you're maintaining the muscle tone because like you're you're just using them so much and obviously you know like you know some patients who just you know are a little heavier and stuff they probably won't do that but like that just shows the benefit of having a nail that can you know uh your body weight like a nail that can handle your capacity yeah your body weight and and that's what phaedrus like he has a full weight bearing nail and actually i have a video i shot a video yesterday the day before on nails and um yeah go ahead Rio. Yeah, that's so sweet. I saw those nails. I was like, oh my God. I know. Give me those handsprings. Give me those nails. Yeah, I love those nails for that. I was like, oh my God. When I saw that, <laughs> shit, give me those, right? But yeah, it's um, moving. It's a, probably the most important part of this. And yeah. like, you know, like physio, I always said, if you watch my videos, I walked my physio, broken leg, like I had broken nail. I was still walking to my physio. And I said, that's half your physio. Get your ass out of bed and go to your yeah. physio. Like, get moving. Like, you know, Absolutely. it's Absolutely. Uh, like, I don't use this as an excuse to take time off, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't have the liberty to take time off. Uh, my company would close. So I was like, look, that's another part that pushes me a lot, right? right? So, but it's so, as much heart as you have, those nails can take it. You got to have yeah. heart. That's it. You got to go in crazy. It's like, you have to set that mind and make them work. Right. No, definitely. And uh, Phaedrus, now that you're you're up and about, you just heard Rial um, on a non-weight-bearing nail, but you have a full weight-bearing nail, so you you, you have some uh, expectations to live up to, apparently. <laughs> so I based was, on Rial, was, what Rial just said, what's that? No, sorry, I interrupted. I was just saying I was taking notes. You were taking notes? <laughs> yeah, man. It's Look, I think that, you know, with full weight bearing nails and hopefully, um, you know, a lot of patients are waiting for the next magnetic full weight bearing nail. But, like, we have all these weight bearing nails um, out there. And I think that it just shows the importance for at least for bilateral stature lengthening. It's so important to get up and moving. Like Rial said, it just keeps that muscle tone there. It prevents any type of um, internal issues. Like we talked about pulmonary embolism. That's at an all-time low. Rial would never have a, probably a risk of that because if he's just moving so much, the blood flow is crazy. Um, but but you see that. And also, it's just important for bone healing too because there's blood flow carrying all those nutrients to the, the bones. But um, yeah, man, we're, I'm so happy that you got your surgery done, Phaedrus, because I know we talked for you know a couple months and it's here. So what does it feel like right now that you're on the other side? Like, I know you said that you feel crippled and somebody yeah. could take you down or something like that, but what does it feel like this is something you were after for so long and now you're about to achieve it? Yeah. I just want to echo what Rial pointed out was like moving is so important. Like whether you're moving your legs in bed, whether you're walking, yes. when you're, when you're in bed stagnant, the, the fluid, the edema can build up mm -hmm. and it swells. But when you walk, when you stretch, all of that muscle, the lymphatic, all of it moves and you feel just good. Like I remember I, I was like walking and the more I walked, the better I felt. But then they told me like, you know, there's a limit, you know, try not to go over X steps every session. So I think there's definitely in the beginning kind of that yeah. uh, balance of move, move, but also listen to your body and yes. uh, still push yourself. Uh, kind of it's hard because it's like when you're lying down and comfortable the pain is zero yeah but then when you stress the pain goes to like you know two or three you're like oh fuck like i gotta i gotta do this like all right i right, right, get ready and then you have to say all right left leg move right leg move and then it slowly like listens to you it's so strange it's so weird it's like this weirdest thing but um going back to your question victor um you know i I think it's it, it's like the beginning of a long journey, and I see kind of uh, you know the height I want to gain, but I also see that 
it's not going to be easy. Like there's a lot of unknowns. Like I don't know if clicking is going to be okay for me. Hopefully it's not too painful. Um, uh, also, just kind of managing logistics. Like I've, I'm in Germany right now. I need to get back to the states. Uh, so yeah, making sure I'm taking my heparin, my Xarelto, my blood thinners because I don't want to get you know screwed up by a blood clot or something. Right. So I'm trying to just keep a level head and listen to the team uh, and just kind of see how my body feels as these weeks go on. Right now I have a month booked here. Uh, if I feel good, I'll leave earlier. If I feel bad, I'll stay longer. And uh, yeah, just taking it day by day. I think awesome. uh, folks like Real, who's already two inches in, you know, so <laughs> I mean, he's already two thirds of the way there. I, I'm at, oh, my initial gap was 0.7 centimeters. So 70 millimeters. So about, what is that? 10-ish percent of the goal. So I'm very happy that the initial gap was there. But overall, that's where I'm at, you know, just day by day. That's awesome, man. I'm so happy to hear that. Like, literally, you know, it's something that somebody was achieving for so long and it's here. Um, but like you said, we wish you a very safe and um, successful lengthening journey. And I'm sure you'll be able to join us for open mics. And we, ha we have a big stature lengthening roundtable coming up in a few weeks as well. So uh, very cool. All right, guys. So we are going to go into the chat and answer some questions. Um, I'm going to scroll back here and let's see what we got. JM, is this happening or not? Oh, the show. Oh, this was a, yeah, yeah, I was a little late. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, here we go. Uh, Tear God, real, real deal. Looks like he did every job possible. He did every, I don't know what that means, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah we've done that many jobs, believe me. Oh, yeah, 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 for your, your work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jam for Phaedrus, uh, how hard is the clicking? How long are you staying in Germany? Is everything included, like the stay, the PT, the food, the housing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had one accidental click last night when I was sleeping. I tried to sleep on my side and my mm -hmm. left leg had an inward click. Uh, but I didn't think much of it in the morning yeah. when I put on my left shoe, my hip turned and I had the outward click. So it's like I had one click and it didn't feel any pain. So um, I'm hoping that it stays the case. Uh, Dr. Becker said during the surgery, he will test the clicking while you're under anesthesia. Um, and for me, he said that uh, the clicking seemed quite smooth. Um, so I, I anticipate it will be okay. How long am I staying? Uh, uh, depends. Right now I have one month, but I'll uh, shorten or lengthen depending on how I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, the first two weeks, everything's included. The stay, the uh, team, food, you get three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And uh, housing is five days inpatient at the facility, and then uh, what is it? Ten days at the the hotel, the Dorant, and then afterwards you can extend for about two fourteen euro a day. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Okay. Well, you got you got it all set there for at least a couple of weeks, and you'll see how you feel and make the the transition back home if you feel good, and then stay a little longer if not. Um, all right. His next question uh, is: This how Stride was walking around without crutches? You had to use forearm crutches because of the swelling. Yeah, no, this is pretty much the same thing. I've seen Stride nail patients from way back. They were using forearm crutches. Some felt with underarm crutches, um, and literally they were using crutches just because of stability. Because um, the nail technically can handle full weight bearing, but the surgeon would recommend you use crutches to use uh, caution so you don't trip and fall. Because uh, you don't want to do that. So, but yeah, the nail can handle it. So technically, Phaedrus could 
walk to get a glass of water if he wanted to, but don't do that, Phaedrus. <laughs> All right, let's no, see. No, I would not. <laughs> the magic of painkillers. I don't know. I think it would. <laughs> I mean, I, I was under the impression that, wow, like this is nor like Dr. Becker said this happens uh, in about 10% of his patients where after surgery, they're under the effects of the general anesthesia and the local anesthesia. Mm. Uh, I had local anesthesia because Dr. Becker looked at my quads and he said, you got some big quads. So, uh, Phaedrus, <laughs> so you'll need two rows of the IT band release. So oh, okay. I had my IT band released. He used local anesthesia, I guess, to help with the pain. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's why I think uh, my body just was not aware of the pain and the hurt that it was in or the trauma yet. And it just thought, okay, let's just do what we've done every day of my life and just walk and do what I do every day. And then, and then the body finally realizes and it's like, wait, there's a nail in here. Wait, bones broken? What's going on? Yeah, that's probably why. Right. It's like, where are those crutches? All right. Let's see here. Jonas, what is up? Uh, okay. So this one's for Rial. Uh, Rial, did you do an x-ray to see if the rods are not bending, doing all this. Oh, I guess he's 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 wondering. Um, yeah, did you get your recent uh, X-rays, Rial? I didn't get the other one. I've been at work every day. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a slip in my wallet. Uh, okay. No, my my rods are perfectly straight still. Like uh, yeah, they. I mean, uh, I like after from what I learned, my experience is it's really on the actual like rotation. That's very very sensitive. This nail. It's uh, and walking well, you, you gotta be smart. Like, uh, I'm not gonna use it as a pry bar, you know, like you leverage. So, it's uh, no, they're they're strong. I mean, it's uh, up to now, uh, I'm like, I'm over two inch, so wow. yeah, no, they're missing yeah. straight still. I don't, I don't think I could sell them, I don't think anybody's gonna want them with some. <laughs> That's what we're in tear, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're still good, they're still, they're still good. Yeah, because I even talked to Dr. Maria. Like uh, I was anticipating of uh, when I do my my tibias, as I asked Dr. Maria, I said maybe I could get another inch out of my femurs, right? Mm -hmm. Like pull a nail back, cut, like, break the bone, and get me another inch out of it. But I I think like uh, like how I feel right now at my height. Uh, once I get my eight foot mark, I'll be just over eight. Or not eight feet, but like five five feet eight, eight inches. I always make that mistake. Uh, five feet eight. Uh, I'll get my two and a half out of my tibias, and man, I'll be more than happy. Like, okay. Yeah. Like I'd probably stay here at, at my height, but I feel like my uh, my tibias need the length to mm. kind of compensate my legs. It's like uh, you know, I thought I had a lot of short uh, femurs, but. No, they're freaking long. Like, I mean, they're uh, they're getting long. Really? Like, like, especially when you sit down, right? You see that long uh, uh, tibia. So if I get my two and a half inch on the uh, on the tibias, uh, yeah. I'll be fine. We go, okay. It's gonna be a perfect match, and uh, so I'm gonna do it for sure. For uh, mostly for um, because yeah, for proportion uh, because you know I, I I've I've heard a few people talk, and you know they reached a five five or five five and a half the height that I was. And they, they, some people don't feel that accomplishment of being that tall yet. But as soon as you hit the five seven, for me, it's like, no, you're just like, it's like, shit, man, that guy was just as tall as me before. Really? I thought he was like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, it's five seven is like the key. Like, I think five eight is like, because if I was five eight, let's say my entire life, I would never have done the surgery. Not, wow. You know, 
Okay. Like, I would have stayed there. That'd be yeah. not a problem. But just, you know, I was like down to like five, four, nine, five, eight. So I needed it, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask uh, Fijis how long, because that nail can take a lot more than mine, like lengthwise. I was mm -hmm. wondering how long he's going to extend it to, like what he's pushing for. Yeah, that's a, it's a good question, Real. I think, you know, initially I wanted more. You know, I thought weight bearing, I can go nine, 10. But I think looking at the simulation, um, actually, maybe I can just, I, I actually don't mind sharing this. Okay. Um, maybe yeah. this will. Uh, Let me bring it on screen here when you put it up. Yeah, okay. hopefully. I mean, I have some tattoos like real. I mean, real. I mean, everyone knows you. Now. Yeah, real has tattoos. <laughs> you know, yeah, real is tatted. I mean, I have a few, but not that many. Um, yeah, can you see this? this yeah, image? I can see that. Mm -hmm. So on the far right, you can see where I am today, and I'm at one seventy one point five, and this is afternoon height. Mm -hmm. When I look at this on the far left, plus six femur, looks. Honestly, to me, more natural than my mm -hmm. current proportions. Yeah. Um, eight, I think, looks good. Ten, you can kind of see it's a little bit long, you know. Mm -hmm. And kind of how Real was saying, I feel like if I went this long, I'd I'd want to balance it out with like a longer yeah. tibia. But uh, I'm I don't know if I'm as tough as some other people, man, because the tibia is no joke, and uh, it's always a balance between, I guess, functionality risk and aesthetics but um yeah i uh i think i'm gonna go for eight first okay. and see how it looks because i mean real you're at two and you said yeah it looks a little long so maybe yeah. i'll feel the same way get to six and see uh i've heard a lot of different opinions but you know the papers say don't go more than 20 percent of the initial bone length uh so I'm going to listen to my body and, you know, like you say, Victor, just kind of lengthen and observe. So absolutely, man. That's the best, uh, best piece of advice I can give to you guys. And look, I, I've, I've just talked to uh, another statue lengthening patient who did his eight centimeters last year and he's big on proportions. He like, he, that's the reason why he got it done. He was actually five ten when he got it done and then he's six one now, but he got it done to balance out his short leg length to his long torso length. And um, so I actually shot a video. You'll see it come out. And he's, he says that it actually played a role and uh you know his attractiveness in terms of like dating and stuff so it's it's pretty interesting to see that proportions are starting to matter more and more uh for at least the bilateral you know uh lengthening for stature i think over certain amounts mm -hmm. and it does matter what you're starting uh insulin ratios like phaedrus you said yours was about 0.8 um but i think like six centimeters for the femurs is like just that threshold for most people who are like average before it starts to kind of like say okay i could probably get up to seven or eight maybe and that's it but, you know, six, you would probably, like you said, you'll be fine there. But no, definitely, man. Proportions do matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want yeah, to add just one more thing, uh, mm -hmm. which was uh, I just kind of blind. I asked people in my network kind of like, uh, how, which, like I basically made a mock-up. And I said, which one, which looks best uh, without revealing any, like that it's me. And I found that most people said plus eight. Or plus ten actually looked good, so it's really strange to me that interesting. Uh, That's really yeah. Interesting. They, a lot of my friends are like, yeah, your femurs look really or like the femurs in this one look really short, or well, in the incel world, we'll call it manlet isk. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, sorry to throw that one. But. I mean, let's pull back up the pictures real quick. Like, uh, let me let me just see something because I'll use my yeah. body on the eye to kind of explain some things. Because yeah. it does. Let's talk about proportions. Because actually, there was somebody who emailed me after the last live. He wanted to talk about proportions, so we'll just spend some time on that real quick because I think it's kind of yeah. important. Let me see if I can make this full screen. Or can you scroll it in a little bit? Does it go any bigger on your screen? Or do I? Have um, to do yeah. That? Let me see if I can do this. What I can do is make it. Um, I have an idea. Okay. Give me one second here. What I'll do is, uh, sorry. What I'm going to do yeah. is share uh, my whole screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You do that, and then uh, you can you can um, not see it. have it be tiny. Okay. Gotcha. That's yeah. That's pretty good. And they can it should scroll. Up. There we go. That's better. I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So if so, you're on the far right. So obviously, if you look at it um, now, the mockups. Are probably going to change because of the shift. It's not perfect. Your legs would be thinner looking. So that eight centimeters on yeah. the second from the left um, is actually going to look more narrow at the top, like your legs, because of muscle mass, the atrophy that's going to take place. Mm -hmm. So until the legs, you know, build back out, you could technically build them out more, and muscle mass will naturally make your legs give the give it the illusion of looking, you know, not as lanky or slim, if you will. So. Mm -hmm. Muscle mass can kind of be that like that X factor in the proportion game, but there is a certain amount that like obviously you're wearing trunks. Like if you were you naked, then obviously it would still then it would like have your whole you know uh, all the way up to the hip, and that's what the guy was talking about that I talked to. So I think ten centimeters. The pe the reason why people are saying that is because they're they're clothed, right? Like if you have clothes all the way down to mm -hmm. your your knee, like normal nine inch short or ten inch ten inch end seems short, nobody's gonna ever notice. You'll notice like what Rial said is when you sit down and you say, oh, my femurs are really long, you know, but my tibias are short, but nobody else really no will notice. But when you're standing up in very short trunks or briefs or, you know, naked, then that's obviously when it's going to be very evident. So um, I think that if you look at the six, it's like just at that point where it's like it almost falls within the, within the natural range, whereas it's like mm -hmm. that, just, that person just has naturally longer femurs, um, which Again, it could, you know, really trained eyes could see that that's a little off, but you could build more muscle mass out to kind of bounce it out. But once you go to the 8 to 10, yep. I think that I could pick it up from a, a mile away with my eyes. Um, would the average Joe pick it up? Probably not. So you'd probably be safe there. But I think between that 6 to 8, is that's why people can go, go for that. Over 8, you probably want to think about definitely getting the tibias done um, if proportions mm -hmm. matter to you. Now, if it's only about height, you know, more power to you, but for most people, proportions do factor into this this procedure of you know wanting to have the aesthetic appearance after it. So, yeah. So that that, that was really good. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Phaedrus. That was really helpful. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. I, I feel. Like really. I was looking at your pictures, and I'm about. I feel right now. If I was to like judge it, I'm at your picture of your eight. That's how I feel. Like, it's What's wow. that? Oh, is that how you feel right now? The eight. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you, so I see, yeah. Because my legs got skinnier too, right? Uh, okay, see, so yeah. that's mm. the thing. It's so if if the legs were skinnier, I'd go with the six. But yeah. because looking at the pictures, and the, you saw has a lot of muscle mass, so yeah, yeah. Sorry, right? Because so like, like in a picture, it's just stretched out, but like in reality, those legs are going to shrink <laughs> down because you're not using them. Yet. Yeah, yeah. That it, makes sense. Even if you use them, you're not building that muscle mass, and like exactly. For 50 years, you work out your legs, and then uh, you know you <laughs> put them apart uh, like a baloney. So they're like the inside. I never had like concave legs on the inside. You know, like the leg would be like this. Now I have like a hollow spot, I'm, like this board, like a funnel. Like it's yeah. like you know, 
He has oh, the thigh gap. The, the, the babes on the beach are like, the thigh gap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to get these legs back, man. I but bet. Anyway. I bet. Yeah. No, that's, that's incredible. And look, even for tibial lengthening, it's like whenever you're sidelined for limb lengthening, your, your legs are going to atrophy, um, you know, more so than not for the leg that's gotten done. But um, when you rebuild, though, Real, just see how far they go. Because if you can build them up really, really nice, you might, hey, look, they don't look that bad. So give uh -huh. it some time because you're yeah. going to build that quick. We know you. You're Wolverine. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that tibia is probably, I mean, eight centimeters, it does kind of like at, bring up that question of like, do you want to get tibias done? So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's cool. true. That's true. All right, let's keep it moving here. Um, <laughs> time lapse. He's saying, "Real, stand up and sh let's see your new legs." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got millions of videos with these legs. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see here. Oh, another good question for Real. Real, if you had the full weight bearing now, would you? Ha what would you have done differently? Well, actually, we had a guy uh, just last week on, on there with full weight bearing now, and I don't think to be. I, there's not more I could do. I'm doing the same thing that a guy with full weight bearing nail are doing. I'm in the shower. I have one crutch in my shower just to like hold my balance and turn me around. So, you know, I'll grab two hands to it to just, you know, waddle a little bit. Uh, no, it's, uh, there's not more I would do, you know, um, I wouldn't have had to have a, a surgery, my second surgery. That's probably the only thing. But, uh, and I don't know, maybe, uh, I, I, cause the, like the, the best nail, the, the, you know, to push a little bit longer. So I don't know if I would go a little, just a little bit longer. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, I would not, I don't think I could do much more than what I'm doing right now, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. That's a, that's a good answer. Um, Phaedrus, were you flexible before this surgery? Yeah, I was um, pretty focused on increasing my flexibility before. So like benchmark palms on the ground, there's a stretch called the pancake where you're kind of doing like a split, but not all the way. And you lean forward with your back straight. Um, I, I think I'd probably categorize myself as like average to a slightly above average okay. flexibility, but you know, I'm not a gymnast. Like I, uh, uh, I, I did start walking uh, a year before about 10,000 steps a day. I think so far that's helped me slim my legs down a lot mm -hmm. so that uh, clicking hopefully won't be as painful. Uh, I think walking more, jump roping, playing basketball, cycling, yeah. and uh, just, you know, having a mat in my room and stretching every morning. That's, awesome. that's what I did. Yeah. I remember when we were talking and you told me like you did like a really, you know, serious routine preparing for the surgery. And I think it's going to help you. It's going to pay off. Um, yeah. Let's see here. This question from James Cameron. Isn't that like a, like a director for film or something? James Cameron. Um, question for Rial. Did Dr. Marie clear you to walk that much? The biggest precise now weight bears up to 75 pounds, not more. And other doctors don't allow walking on precise until after consolidation. Yeah. yeah. See, the, um, Dr. Marie's exact word was, if I had to keep you in bed, Rial, after this operation, I would not do it. She would never operate on anybody if they were not allowed to walk after this. And, uh, and, and it's like she cleared it at 85 pounds. That's not a problem. And, and the big thing I've been talking, like, it's, like I'm always thinking about stuff, the weight of the bearing nail. So you weigh 185 pounds. That's from your feet to the top of your head. The nail, when you're standing, I'm not talking walking, bouncing and stuff. But if you're standing, the load 
point of this nail is almost at your hip. Like it's just, so I don't weigh 105 pounds from my hips to my head. I weigh 105 pounds from my feet to the top of my head. So at the top, like the pressure of the nail here at the top, there's, there's not, there's not 170 pounds. There's not 180 pounds. It's like, it's not even close to it. It's just the top portion of my body when I'm standing. Mm -hmm. I, I understand, you know, if you're trying to walk up the stairs, kinetic energy, that's different or, uh, you know, walking, striding. They, why do you think it's so much harder to go up the stairs than walking straight on the floor? You know, like this, it's energy. It's like you got to put more weight on that leg to go up. So, and uh, that my big thing, because I've never seen anybody, you know, let's just say as extreme on these nails. And uh, I asked, my question was, so what, like, what can I do? How much walking? Because he told me you have to walk right after. I said, all right, how many steps I need to do? They're like 2,000. Like 2000, I'm not gonna do that around the kitchen table, <laughs> you know. Like, so yeah, they, they, they cleared me to walk. Uh, man, I, I was walking with a broken like I, I was broken, I was still walking for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I never stopped. And uh, the it's like you don't, if you I can send you videos tomorrow, you'll see my showers. There's one crutch in there, my washroom still has the same toilet and the same one bar. Um, yeah, you can walk, man. People get scared from the doctors. The doctors scare them to hell. And because, don't forget, if you're in the States, doctors, you can sue their ass. Over here, you can't sue nobody. So, <laughs> you know, you break a leg, it's your problem. Get it fixed. Shut up. So, it's uh, <laughs> so that's the big difference, right? So, uh, it's, it's, that's how it is out here, man. And uh, it's, no, it, doctor, like I said, even the other day, Dr. Marie is like, you know what she knows i walk like she's she knows uh, i don't hide it i i walk to her clinic you know like <laughs> in there i don't go in the chair so and uh that's yeah it's uh, not an issue at all he's getting away with it that's awesome man no like look and look guys he's he's right it's like i think that what the they say um what the the medical terminology is for this weight bearing stuff is weight bearing as tolerable um and obviously these nails do have capacity but obviously you know she knows what he's been doing and if she was fearful that something would go wrong she would definitely bring that up she's a good surgeon so um <clears throat> okay next question here let me see where did i leave off uh james cameron scroll okay here it is um this one's for uh phaedrus phaedrus how much weight can the bet's bone hold for now i guess um, I think it's, don't quote me on this, but it's cobalt chrome and I think it can hold like, like it depends on the diameter. So yeah, there's a, there's a paper where, so I, I don't know the exact number, but there's a paper that basically compares precise bets and a few other nails mm -hmm. on how much force it takes to bend it. And bets bone finishes on top every time, uh, <laughs> because it's made of cobalt chrome. Yeah. It's made of a different material. It's not titanium. It's not steel. I mean, I'm, I'm not a metal expert, but um, the cobalt chrome apparently is just extremely durable. It's strong. And I'll be walking on stairs tomorrow. And like Rial said, it's, you know, way harder, more force. But um, one thing we keep telling the patients is to trust the nail, like trust your leg, trust that it will hold you. And, yeah. you know, like command your leg to to move and it, it it really is that commanding your leg it's so strange but uh weight i would say at least multiple times the human any average human so yeah no it's, it's uh so i did like the video that's going to be coming out soon it's uh um comparing the precise to the fit bone to the bets bone to the 
Gnail. And um, what I found is definitely Crobot Chrome, the Betsbone 2.0. The 1.0 is like surgical stainless steel, but it is, uh, I think it's like 150 pounds plus, depending on the diameter of the nail, um, uh, per, per nail. So you're looking at like 300 pounds total standing, but like walking. So, and that's like, I think for the, the lowest nail, the small, the medium, the large, and the extra large, uh, I think it was up to 13 millimeters, or I'm sorry, is it is it 13 or 14? I can't remember. It's 11, 12, 13, 14, I think it is. Uh, Bet's on the interview with me way back. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a really strong nail. Definitely is. And uh, you'll see which one I... So I compare the precise versus the fit bone, kind of, because of the distraction mechanism. And then the weight-bearing nails, I compare them. And then there's a final battle, and then I you know, leave it up to you guys. So, all right. Uh, Yoshi, welcome to the show. How are you? I am good. How are you? Um, yeah, so um, I have a couple of questions to you guys. Um, so basically i'm relatively young to most people you encounter here at least so and i'm pretty sure you know uh, i'm at college right now right and i i don't know if you saw the TikTok trends where people get you know the limb lengthen surgery uh cosmetically mm -hmm. and you know i don't know if you know the perception of it but most people tend to think that it doesn't it, it kind of cripples you in a way in the long term and for me i'm an athlete right I, I would i would really appreciate having my athletic ability even for the long term uh because i compete essentially and i was uh, so basically i'm i'm wondering what is the like how valid are the these responses and 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 talks uh, look, there a lot of people in the you know the public eye. I call them like you know the general public. They they don't know a whole lot about this procedure. They most of them don't know anybody who's gone through the procedure. They know nothing about the recovery of the procedure. Um, in fact, that's why I bring patients on like Rial and Phaedrus and all the other interviews that I've had the past three years because I'm really bringing on real patients and surgeons, right? That's why I started this whole cyborg flight thing. But there is a crazy amount. Of, I was worried about it before I was getting it done, right? There's not a lot of information out there. So it's all speculation from their point of view. They, they don't know any better. They're going to say, you're breaking your legs and you're lengthening them. That's going to have some sort of serious consequence. Like anybody would think that, right? Until you actually <laughs> talk to the patients who've done it. And then you start to, you start to see that you can make a fantastic, <laughs> disappeared. You make a fantastic recovery. Um, and basically, I think that, yes, there's a potential that you will lose some athletic performance at the top end. Like maybe it's three, five, maybe 8%, depending on how much length you do and how much, you know, if you had a complication or whatnot, but you'll still be able to do what you do. I don't know what your sport you play and what you compete in, but that's, that's a different, you know, conversation entirely. Like we should talk about that. But like, you don't want to get this surgery done if you're like a professional athlete. Let me bring him back on. Uh, can you still hear me? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So all of those comments you've been seeing on the viral TikTok videos, which I have a feeling I know who this who you're, who you're talking about, which surgeon is doing this. <laughs> um, but the people who are comment, I, and I think that has. See, this is it's kind of why I'm I have the battle that I have on my hands with the the I'm trying to bring awareness to this surgery. I'm not necessarily promoting. I'm just kind of sh bringing, like I said, aw awareness where there's a lot of people who are marketing it heavily like, hey, we want more business for this. Um, and I think that that's drawing in the crowds because it's like 
they're putting it off like, hey, look, come through this drive-thru and get taller. It's not that simple. This is for somebody who really wants to get taller. They will find it if they want it. And that's why I have this resource here. There's other good resources online, but like, I think the marketing aspect is a little bit harsh and it can, it's kind of making the stigma around this procedure a little bit harder to kind of, you know, dispel. So I think that the comments you've been seeing are really speculative. They're not as well-founded as like a lot of the, the things you'll find on this channel, the literature from the other surgeons that I've talked to. There's you, in fact, there's a uh, <clears throat> Peter Thaler, Dr. Peter Thaler from Germany, we're going to be doing some research in the next year on uh, recovery, and we're going to be seeing a lot of patients recover He's on, from limb lengthening. So there's a lot of data that we're going to be collecting on the recovery aspect of it. But what sport do you play? Uh, I play basketball, uh, and I would like – so I'm, I'm not necessarily that short. So it's not, it's not necessarily cosmetic um, if I would do it, but uh, it's, it's – so basically, I'm like 5'11", right? 5'11 and a half-ish. And basically, I, I always thought the idea of having like extra three inches would be very like good. I would be a very good point guard, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure you both heard of uh, Live Life Taller, you know, mm -hmm. the Turk, the, the, yeah. So basically, <laughs> they, they've been, yeah. Rial, I'm watching your face. You're just cracking me up, Rial. I'm sorry, he's the only other guy to look at, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Yoshi. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, so, live life taller, right? And I actually remember you, Victor, saying on your videos that it's actually too dangerous to add so much height to the, you know, for, for, for the procedure. And I see them adding, like, ridiculous, you know, amount of height. Like, people going from 5'7 to 6'3. I don't think that's... You know safe in a sense right it's is it am i crazy or no you're not crazy and like phaedrus said earlier phaedrus you want to say that point you mentioned earlier about the bone length and the percentage yeah, yeah so if you uh google kind of uh, um, I, I don't have this study available but i like to read research papers on this stuff and uh most of the time the the literature says one millimeter a day is what is considered safe to prevent nerve injury to prevent muscle contractures and also the in the maximum length reached uh 20% is generally the recommended amount if you go above that you can imagine this is my interpretation but like the body has to form new bone but there's a limit to the what the body can do like you can't lengthen 10 inches and and, and just suddenly expect everything to work um so i think you're playing with the limits and i i'm not a surgeon i just kind of uh read the literature and make an informed decision. I think what another clinic is doing is not indicative of what every clinic is doing. Uh, it's just the most marketed clinic. I think um, that's their edge. But if you look more into it, I think the truth comes when you talk to people like Real, myself, the people who are doing the surgery. Uh, you know, Victor has put together this awesome platform where you're just connected to all of that and you have uh, someone who's done it. I think yeah. if, you, if you want, uh, I think you should only listen to the people who have achieved what you want to achieve. The people commenting on TikTok, <laughs> your parents, like all these other people, they're just, you know, they're just talking shit or they're just saying what they want. I mean, excuse my language, but like no one knows, you know, better than you. And I think you do need to focus on the opinion of those who have done it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well said, Petrus. Well said. I I really I really you know um won't wonder because okay so here's my question for you guys right so what's 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 the maximum amount of safe like what's what's the danger zone is like like that that's going to differ for differ for every patient so the surgeon is okay. going to do an x-ray on your bones and they're going to figure out how long the bone that you want to lengthen is and then they're going to say hey look let's let's what's your goal they'll ask you what's your goal and then what i told phaedrus earlier his his advice is to lengthen and observe that's what every surgeon should do now some of them will actually try to get you there because they're patient pleasers um but you should never go to a clinic that's a patient pleaser because if they're just going to jeopardize your health to achieve your goal and you know then that's not that's not what we want because then you will be crippled and then those people who are commenting are going to be right and that's not what we want for limb lengthening we want a very good reputation for the day. and the only way we can get a, achieve that is if you're the educated patient going into it and knowing that i should lengthen and listen to my body like what phaedra said and what real said these are the real guys who are doing this so yeah. really just come back to this channel <laughs> like listen TikTok. it can be good in, in fact i was thinking about making one for cyborg for life eventually but the time's not right yet. Uh, it will be, but it's going to be factual information that's going on there. And I would love to see those comments come in because I would say, hey, look, go take a look at this article. Read it for about two hours and come back and talk to me. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know. So look, it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, speculation. Don't worry about that. Um, listen to the real authentic patients who are coming on here. Like literally, I put a, a join link and these guys are joining. This is not like incentivized in any manner at all. So, Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. So, um Actually, the reason I'm asking this is I, I have, I, I'm, so I have really major concerns with live life tall, and and I know I'm name calling here, and I, I, I really yeah, don't I'll want stop. To, yeah, I, I really don't want. Yeah, to, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> so yeah, um, no, and and I really apologize for that, but uh, so I, you know. I don't think they're really trustworthy, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm trying, like, they, they, they seem very vague. I, like, I have never seen. So basically what I'm saying is, who's trustworthy? Like, who are the major surgeons worldwide that are known for this? And there are, you know, if, if I go to them, I'm in good hands, basically. Because mo most of them feel like a scam to me. Well, if that's the way it feels, then, you know, a lot of times your instinct can be right. But um, what I'll tell you that is that, I, although I'm not going to say names here, um, but what I'd like to say is that looking at the patients who come on and they're having success with their lengthening process, because like, I'll have my dream team of surgeons who I think like I get the surgery done with. But that might be different from what Rial might get or what Phaedrus might get or what HA might get. And like the thing is, is that <clears throat> every patient can be right because these surgeons can do a good job for that patient. But you have to really kind of have a good vibe with the surgeon. They have to have a good track rec record of success. They have to care for your health and not be a patient pleaser. Like I said, that is a big, big factor that you need to weigh when you're considering a surgeon, a clinic to go to because a lot of them are just, they're marketing this surgery so that you can hit your goal saying, hey, look, do you want eight, eight, four inches added to your femurs and you want three inches added to your tibias and you'll, you'll look great. Like, and you'll walk out of here fine in like three months. Does that sound realistic to you? It does not, no. So a lot of that instinct's gonna come into play, that, that intu intuition. So you really gotta kinda um, 
like I said, listen to the real patients, listen to the read the research, listen to the surgeons who um, do have good track record records of success, and you'll start to kind of find out these patterns that start to play out. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I know that I should listen to my body here. I should only lengthen this this fast per day. <clears throat> I should do physical therapy like this. I should, if I start to get a Aquinas contracture or a ballerina foot, I should start to kind of slow down or stop lengthening or get more aggressive with my physical. There's a lot of things that you can kind of start to understand that other clinics might just say, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then you're, you, you end up in trouble. And then you will go to the good clinics to get it fixed anyway. So a lot of times you just got to kind of pay attention, use your intuition, and that'll take care of you. Uh, but first of all, I just want to welcome CJ to the panel. Welcome, CJ. Goodbye, Yoshi. <laughs> Thanks for joining, but we will continue on here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks so much, Phaedrus, for bringing up that point. That was really, really good about the, the marketing because it's, it's a lot of back-end stuff. And, you know, clinics are – I found out that clinics are – you know, I have ads on my YouTube videos. They'll be running ads on my videos. So I had to go in the back-end to block some of them. And it's like, look, it's, it's, it's cute what they're doing, but, like, it's got to stop. It's, it's getting a little annoying. Um, all right, let's pick up where we left off. Um, Phaedrus, when you are back home, are you... Okay, Phaedrus, this one's for you. Uh, when you come back home, are you going to use the forearm crutches? Are you going to have a caretaker? Yeah, uh, when I go Dang. back, um, I think I will continue to use the forearm crutches. Again, you know, I just started my journey, right? I got my surgery uh, two days ago. Uh, so, I don't know. I think every patient's different. Uh, I'll listen to my body, you know, I'd love to get off crutches sooner rather than later, but you know, I don't want to be an idiot, fall and hurt myself. Uh, caretaker, um, no, I chose uh, Vetsbone because of weight bearing and uh, faster independence. So I don't have any plans to get a caretaker. I'm very fortunate because I live close to home. And my mom makes great food, so uh, you know, I'll be eating at home. <laughs> That's I'm awesome, skipping, you know. That's so, better. Um, yeah, so yeah, so no one needs to make food for me. My mom makes food, and um, I will use the crutches if I need to. Okay, uh, this one's for Rial. Uh, Rial, do you have any before and after progress photos to show? Now he did. He has a ton of stuff in the WhatsApp. It's my fault. I didn't know if he would come on today. I should have transferred it over. But um, we'll have it on for that stature lengthening roundtable, Rial. So just yeah. keep sending them to me, and I'll I'll group them together in your folder. Um, okay. So I think we're gonna have it in like about two or three weeks. So we're, we're gonna have all your content there. So just keep piling it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have lots. Uh, yeah, we have lots of stuff. Um, <clears throat> this one, Juju. Uh, can I ask how much you paid? So I think um, you could, you guys could say that. I don't really care if you want, um, or we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep going. Here we go. This one's a good. One. Uh, Jarvate is asking um, both Riyadh and Phaedrus. Did either of you have to go on a cath or have a catheter during surgery? No, no, not for me. No, no, Phaedrus. No catheter for me either. No catheter. Interesting. And your surgery was three hours. That's interesting. Yeah, I think mine was about four or five so yeah and I, I it's it's weird i think that it i think some surgeons just feel more comfortable using one sometimes um i just wonder who the cj person is you know you think he's like a scout for <laughs> real real you crack you crack me up man i can't keep a straight face with you <laughs> michael what's up yo what's up how are you man hey i'm good good <laughs> i just good. uh i just like by chance saw saw that you went live and i thought you might 
might try and join. Yeah, but man. I, that's I'm not sure how long I'll stay because it's a great bedtime over here in, in Germany. So <laughs> just just wanted to stop by and say hi. That's awesome, brother. Are you a prospective patient, current patient, past patient? Sorry, what? Are you a, uh, a, a prospective patient? Like, are you thinking about the surgery? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a former quad patient. I, I, I was on this channel like a few weeks ago. Like, oh, Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, everybody, everybody's named Michael nowadays. So it's like, you know, <laughs> welcome back, brother. Yeah, it's late over there, isn't it? Your headphone. Okay, he's been on his headphones. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm good. Cool. How, how have you been, man? This is late for you. Yeah, it's really late. Actually, I have to get up in like four hours or something. Five hours. <laughs> um, it's it's all good. Um, and basically, uh, even better that better than uh, than like I don't know six or eight weeks ago when we did the podcast. Um, the only thing I still can't do are, are um, advanced physical exercises such as running, jumping. Um, that those are the things I'm still working on. But like my whole day-to-day -day routine where I walk i don't know ten thousand steps uh a day or so is not a problem at all i like i walk to i walk like several long distances each day like mile two miles is not a problem at all i don't have any pain anymore and uh um all in all also on a psychological level it's been extremely beneficial uh to my quality of life and to my mental health yeah that's incredible, man. I'm so happy to hear that. Look, you, I mean, the fact that this uh, Yoshi, I, I'm so, I'm mad that he left now because like you're the, the ideal person to talk to. You're well into recovery now. You're deep into consolidation. Um, I think you said you finished lengthening in January, was it? Um, I, 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 I stopped lengthening. I had my surgery, my last surgery um, in July. I sure. stopped lengthening in, uh, I think, October, beginning of October, and I stopped consolidating um, in in January. Okay, think, so yeah. you're almost at the the one year mark. Yeah, it's it's only two or three months to go. Wow, man! This is. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I know that at the ten to eleven month mark is when things get really good. So you're about to hit like a threshold of just amazing feelings. Stick around though. Don't like disappear like every other patient does. Like at the like they start to feel good and they say like. Oh, I forgot I had limb thing done, and then just forget about you know us. We want to hear about <clears throat> your recovery. It's so important nowadays, as you can see. Like, um, oh, we have AJ here. Uh, we have, and then um, it's so important for people like you who are well into recovery to stay around for a little bit. So please stick around for like another six months to a year, <laughs> please, if you could. Every now and then. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely hard to keep up uh, the discipline to do all the exercises and the, the, the physiotherapy, which which are kind of required to get back to uh, your former state. Uh, but I'm really motivated to get back into running and jogging and stuff. So uh, that's that will definitely be required for sure. And I think it will take another another uh, three or four months to get back to that level. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, and look, I'll tell you this: is that stretching will be able to stop eventually. But the thing is, is that you'll want to start your gym. I think you said you might have started to go back to the gym last time doing upper body. Uh, but once you start training legs, you're going to start to feel really, really good. Especially since you did quadrilateral lengthening with a good biomechanics and proportions. It's just things are going to take off for you. So um, I, I, yeah. I just want to study your case uh, going forward. It'll be interesting. The hardest part. Um, I just want to mention this. The hardest part was uh, tibia. Definitely, like the, the the results provided by the tibia. Um, High Journey mentioned this the last time he was, I think, on your channel. Um, is the residual tightness which you still have in your ankle? 
uh, that's probably the most uh, toughest issue I said uh, that that I countered and takes the longest to resolve because yeah. uh, there are like so many muscles and tendons involved in that area. You you mean in the tibia, the ankle area? You know, that's the same thing I yeah. felt too. So I, I think it takes. That's when, like, after, like I said, after the eleven month mark is when I started to feel better in that area. But to to be honest with you, I think it was closer to like the twelve or thirteenth month mark where it's like I didn't really notice it anymore. So a little bit longer to go. Yeah, you're right there. Um, cool. Well, uh, we have AJ here. Um, we'll try to AJ. I don't see any bars on your thing, so I'm not I'm not sure if I can hear you. You're there. This is a this is a full house. This is awesome. But uh, we're gonna try to get through some more of these questions because we're already at the hour mark. So we'll do another 10, 15 minutes. We'll call it. But let's uh, see here. Any questions for Real Phaedrus? Or now we got Michael here for a few more minutes. Um, so you guys can ask. Let's see. All right. So this one from uh, Jonas. He's asking. Um, I'm the guy who asked about the hip dysplasia. Don't longer legs put more pressure on the hip joint due to the increased mass, therefore further increasing the already present risk for arthritis. Uh, I think a surgeon that I had on last year said that it's not necessarily true. Um, there's not a whole lot of data on, you know, the, the, the pressure and stuff on the hips and the knees, but that is one area that we want to study about the biomechanical stressors and stuff. So I can't, I don't have an actual answer for you, but based on what I've heard and seen with people, patients' recoveries, the answer is no. Um, but again, hip dysplasia, that's something like you, you have trouble with the femoral head into the acetabulum. So it's like, you're going to have a different uh, issue than most of these other patients who are just like normal. Uh, well, you know what I mean? Like have normal hip joints. So you'll have to ask a surgeon about that to make sure, but let's keep it going. Um, uh, Benjamin Mendoza, he's always here. Uh, if the bone starts forming a non-union, do you have a, do you have to charge money again to re-break the bone? So Rial, how does that work with your clinic? Oh man, look at this. We have everybody here today. We have James. So, uh, I, I mean, with Dr. Marie, uh, we never talked about that part, to be honest. Like, if, uh, But I know when I broke the nail, obviously it's a, an accident. And, uh, you know, like, uh, to be honest, I, like, I think probably uh, I was like, um, I'm going to say uh, nail was uh, defective a bit there because what what happened there is like it, it broke and I was like, I couldn't believe it broke, right? Like right now I'm at two inch over and I had really lost faith in those nails. Like when I broke that one, I was like, oh my God, I'm only an inch and I got one broken. I'll, I'll go through a dozen of these nails, you know? I was like, oh, they're a case of these goddamn things because we're, we're in surgery every three weeks here. So, <laughs> but I managed to build my confidence back. That, that's exactly what Phil just said is that you, got, you have to have confidence in the nails, right? I mean, he's got strong nails, obviously, but you have to build that confidence. And it took me a while to build it back up because I was like, I got to get to my height. I was like, just get me up there. Um, yeah. But no, uh, Dr. Marie was awesome for that part. I mean, uh, she they, they put the nail back in, and I mean, it cost me a little bit of money, but it's like pretty much a cost of a pizza and a pack of smoke, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good deal. She's awesome. That's why, you know, you're talking about surgeons and all that. It Like, I would I would send everybody on earth to Dr. Marie. That's what I would do because she stands behind her work. Uh, I can text her right now and I bet you she'll answer me and she could probably take a call from me right now. Wow. Like she's always there. Doesn't feel like a doctor. It feels like a friend that lengthened my leg. That's how I feel. It's uh, awesome. so easy to talk to, to approach. Um, like it's, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, I walk in there, she'll like throw a couple punch at me and you know, hey, real, you know, like it's, it's so cool. It's like, 
and she encourages you like she's got you know okay real and but she's so cautious like i know people like oh real you're doing so much and it's about this documentary know about it yeah she's like she tells me real this is you know we're gonna slow you down now this is where you're at and, like she's very like she studies my case like she's not just letting me free for all here um i, I mean uh so i documentary like i said money wise for i don't know how it would work if uh, I in, uh but i don't think i don't think it's gonna happen i hope it doesn't so uh yeah. seems good so far uh michael now i think you had a little bit of a issue with that correct with what exactly was, was it like a delayed union you had to get a bone graft correct yeah that's that's right um okay. I, I would I would call it a delayed union. Delayed yeah. union, yeah. I, I think after it was after five months in the in the tibia in the left tibia, my doctor said, "Yeah, uh, if you want, we can kind of uh, speed this up a little by doing a bone graft surgery, um, in which a, a hip a hip crest uh, in uh, like a bone from the iliac crest is." Is taken from uh, um, in the surgery and uh, it's been it's been added it, it's being added and or grafted to the to the gap where the bone is missing, basically four weeks after um, you can walk. The surgery itself is is very small, very uncomplicated compared to the to the normal one. So uh, I yeah, it was a no no brainer because uh, um, I don't want to get it like too much in my case because it was a little difficult. Uh, to explain but um it was definitely worth the surgery if you have a delayed union yeah. okay gotcha and and did you have to like was there a little cost there as well i just want to kind of know for the question uh no um this part was was paid for by the by the insurance oh um, by the insurance okay i'm not sure if it's like this for every um for every limb lengthening case or every cosmetic limb lengthening case in germany uh, which is where I live and did the surgery, mm. but usually you are required to like do do an inter insurance, uh, like a cosmetic insurance for for this kinds of cases. And uh, if you have like a yeah a little complication, as it as it was in my case, then uh, they will usually pay for that surgery. Okay, very cool. Well, that's good. You got it uh, covered in that way. Um, but you were like prepared. Um, awesome. And I think Phaedrus, you have good insurance. If you come back home and have any delayed unions, uh, you'll be you'll be ready as well, right? I I haven't thought too much about that. My fingers <laughs> are crossed. <laughs> He's like, no, that's awesome. All right, let's see you guys. Let's I'll, just, I'll just pull it real and just push through. <laughs> exactly. That's gonna be his shirt. Cyborg for life. Push through. <laughs> like one uh, thing, maybe to add, uh, like real non-union cases are quite rare, except if you really, really exaggerate uh, the lengthening okay. um, rate or or distance. So usually, usually it's a delayed union, and it will mm -hmm. uh, catch itself, and it will heal by itself. You just have to give it enough time. But in just in my case. Um, I just wanted to speed up the whole journey, which is why I did it. But it probably yeah. would have healed by itself yeah, in right. the long run. All That's right. so true. That's so true. Yep, delayed unions are way more common. All uh, right, so a couple more questions here. Um, we have uh, Phaedrus's, uh, what's the maximum distraction of the Betts bone? I know it. I just did a video on it, 12.4 <laughs> centimeters. Uh, <There> it is. Uh, <laughs> That's right, right, Phaedrus? Yes. 
That's right. Yeah, there we go. Good. I'm making sure my research was correct. Okay. Uh, Cosmere is saying, hi, Victor, please interview more limb lengthening surgery doc doctors from India. Yeah, no, I had one way back. Um, again, things with the surgeons are going to even out eventually soon. Um, so we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Rial, can we see your legs and your tibia to femur ratio? <laughs> Leave this man alone. He's going to send some pictures of uh, some content. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, I'll get you guys some good stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. We know yeah. you love them. <laughs> well, all I know is that uh, now when I get, I, I, I stand up, I have to move over my kitchen table, right? The dining table over and my to put my uh, stretching bed in the dining room. <laughs> I get up now and I hit my head on the chandelier. I'm like, motherfucker, I remember no. this. I could never touch it with my head. I had a hard time installing it. Now I'm my face hits me in the forehead. I'm like, that. I always tell my wife, I'm like, look, look. Poof. <laughs> Big joke on the house. Like, That's awesome, man. Yeah, because it's two, two inches taller. That's a lot of height. It's a lot. It of is. Height. It is. I'm telling you, like. I grab stuff from the top, like I, I go close my shower door. I grab it from the top. I'm like, I never reached up my life before, you know. Like it's, it's. I'm telling you, two, two inches and, uh, and so on. Uh, like I'm over two inch now, and it's, it's. it's, it's That's like, huge. Man. Once I hit five eight, man, I'll, I'll be so happy. Like I know, I can't wait. Now. Now. Don't get me wrong, I'm so happy now. Like uh, it's, uh, but you know, it's. Uh, once I get my five eights, so I'll be. Sick. You'll be on the next. Do you think I, people will I, I notice? Was, People notice, oh, for sure, man. It's like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Some people notice, and then there's like, because uh, I'm like the people, the group people. I'm in buildings a lot, so I'm always in the elevator. You're so close to each other, right? So it's like, it's not like they're far away. So it's like, they're like, the fuck, man, is this guy going? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people know. I don't hide it. I like, I don't care. Uh, the only people I won't bother telling is because I, I don't, I don't have four hours to explain this to you. You know, so I'll tell you I, uh, I got hit by transport or I got hit by an airplane <laughs> or something, but uh, don't bother me, you know. But you know, other people, my family, like I was at a funeral a few months, uh, a few weeks ago, and, you know, it's my entire family. I'm not going to lie to them. So mm -hmm. I was like, that's what it is. Here's the x-ray. You know, they don't believe me. They're like, no way. Like, Here's the x-ray. You know, here's the surgery. <laughs> it's like, you know, so everybody's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's, uh, I know I noticed that like the longer you haven't met the person yet, the the more likely it is obviously that they won't notice. In my case, nobody has noticed it yet. I did nine centimeters, and okay. I met like I met a few friends that I didn't meet uh, for like uh, yeah one and a half or two years again, like after okay. surgery now, and yeah, it's it was uh, it was quite exhilarating before meeting them, but uh, nobody met uh, nobody noticed uh, wow. the, the height difference. Wow. <laughs> um, oh. But I, but uh, I, I have to say that I have been like selective with whom I, with whom I met. So I met particularly with taller people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so far, uh, they didn't. No one has noticed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, for me, uh, I feel bad sometimes. Like, uh, you know, I'll be around some people that like, you know, I was the same height as them, and they're like family or whatever. And I'll, I'll like lean over on my crutches just because I don't know. I don't want to be taller than them. I'm, like, I feel like an <laughs> asshole. That's, like, so I'll hunch down a bit. Like, oh, man. That, that's probably yeah, the craziest thing, the craziest mind suck for like a person who used to be taller than you. He meets you again, and all of a sudden you're you're taller, but he has no idea what the hell is going on, and can't really explain it explain it to himself like logically because he doesn't know about the surgery. So that's where things get kind of dicey. Because yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yet I yet to have to meet someone who. Who I'm now taller, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm only five nine now, but <sighs> still, um, 
it's it's quite a difference yeah and uh, more likely than not most people will not notice which is also pretty cool to know <laughs> because i know that a lot of people who do the surgery worry about that yeah <laughs> what that's I good can... that's, that's good that you brought that up actually michael like yeah because I, I think a lot of people are worried of keeping this like more of a secret thing and i don't think they have a lot to worry about because like what, what's your circle like? It's like if you're going to the club every single you know day, then maybe you know people would know. But like, I mean, your close circle, like Rial's family, his coworkers, things like that. They, he, he already told them about it. And Phaedrus, um, who have you told? Uh, just a few close friends. Okay. See, and that's probably all that's really going to find out. I mean, yeah, you're going to gain height, and if you see somebody from a long time ago, they're like, "Whoa, dude, you grew!" And it's like, "Yeah, I don't know, like lost yeah, weight." Yeah, yeah, lost weight. You can, you can just come up with anything. It's like, you know, time mm -hmm. just passed. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Ex-girlfriend is a tough one, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Aw." laughs> Especially if you connect again. It's like, what yeah, are these yeah. scar things? <laughs> It'd be awkward. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see here, guys. Um, let's get to some of these questions. JM, you are the MVP for today. Is clicking as precise as the precise... Oh, I guess, is clicking with the bets bone like the... I, I'm not even sure. How do you keep track of the clicks? Do you have a journal to track your clicks or make sure your clicks are matching up? Yeah, this is a quick answer. Every click yeah. is 0 0.052 millimeters. So 20 clicks is about one millimeter. And yeah, you just keep track of it in a journal. Whether it's Google Sheets, paper, whatever you prefer. Look at that. Phaedrus, we got to let you get out of here. I mean, you you just had surgery. I'm so sorry. This has been like an hour because we know how it is. It's like after the surgery. You, you, are you okay, man? I'm I'm alone in Germany. This is this is really, I don't speak German either. So you know, guten tag. Like, keep I'll stay here for hours. I don't care. I, I love this. I'm here. Hey, you, Michael, uh, right down the street. Yeah, yeah. He's in Freiburg probably. If he did it with bets, which yes. is a beautiful yeah. city. It's a beautiful city. Oh, okay, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's I, nice. I wanted to tell Fedris uh, earlier uh, um, the two weeks mark because I know you're there for two weeks and then you have to decide. Your two weeks mark is probably like right there. It's like I'm ready to go back to work. To be honest, like I, I remember wow. back, like thinking back, and uh, I, this surgery. If you have two weeks vacation, you can do it. Like I'm not saying you can go back to uh, a mechanic, let's yeah. say, because standing and trying to wrench wheels and stuff. But a, a, an office or you know something that. Like I work, but I'm not stuck doing something all day long. Like if I'm tired, I can sit down. If I like, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm always moving. I'm always working. I run a business, but uh, at the two weeks mark is when if I had two weeks break, you know, just do my thing and then go back to work. I was ready. Two weeks, you're ready to roll. So I know Perfect. you'll be on the plane back in two weeks. You'll be on the plane. Like get me home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the hope. Thank you, real. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that like that two week mark is like when a lot of things just start to feel more natural. I mean, you're you're getting over the post surgical pain and inflammation. It's like well, the body's yeah. kind of normalize again. So, yeah. um, this one's for both you guys. Uh, so, if both Rial and Phaedra stop at one segment, would you have issues squatting or getting out of the couch because of your biomechanics? Uh, no, I uh, I get up all the time right now. It's like I just I usually crutches a little bit, but no, I, I I can show you right now. I can get off my chair and no problem. Yeah, yeah, I'll be able to squat. No worries. No. Yeah, me too. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's always a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Phaedrus, uh This one's for you. I actually missed this one. Uh, are you having a hard time communicating in that clinic? I guess because the the language barrier. And then he says, does the PT nurses staff speak English well? Uh, Dr. Becker is fluent in English. Okay. Everyone else is uh, a mix. Some speak 
mostly German. Some speak a little bit of English, but Google Translate is generally, you know, perfect. I can say like, I need two ice packs, and they'll go get it. Or I want eggs. It's it's quite. Google Translate handles it for me. That's yeah. really that's awesome, man. These are uh, some really good questions. We have a lot of questions here. Let me just scroll down to the bottom because we're gonna try to go for a couple of question question or two more. Um, just scrolling down here. All right, we did the bets bone question. Um, any last questions? Oh, here we go. Um, okay, so here we go. Phaedrus, this is another good one for you. Are you saying that if you have a weight bearing nail, you don't need a caretaker? Uh, if that is the case, I'm waiting for a weight bearing. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to know. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think so. There's six different patients here I'm with. And every one of them has a different experience. Some have more pain in clicking. Some have more pain in just general. And some are have no pain. So uh, I don't want to speak for anyone else and say, like, you do not need a caretaker. But I think having access to people that can help you is really important. Like, if something were to happen, you could call someone and they could help, you know, make you food or take you to the hospital. So I think have someone whether it's a caretaker loved one friend but i think uh that's what i would recommend yeah no, i agree uh michael did you have you had help i think right um yeah uh, i moved back in with my parents so Perfect. I, I basically had a had a private nurse that's but, awesome <laughs> um I, I i also had precise like the non-weight bearing version so um a caretaker definitely is is um, necessary for for the mm -hmm. first uh, one two weeks. Definitely, yeah, just yeah. to just to get around and just to uh, bring you food, cook mm -hmm. for you, and uh, clean up and stuff. Because if you can't weight bear, um, that will be a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the weight bearing now does uh, make you more independent, much more independent. But like those first two weeks he has, like, uh, Phaedrus has help at the clinic. So I think that everybody who gets this done, if you're traveling for the surgery, stay on site for at least two to four weeks, and then you can go back home. Um, if the clinic allows, obviously, uh, just because of the fact that that first two weeks, you're just not going to feel like yourself. Like Rial said, it's like after that, then you can kind of, like he said, figure things out. So, yeah. um, <laughs> ML, he's back, real. I heard if you shove down your throat lots of chicken broth and collagen, you're going to grow bone like a teenager. What do you guys think? <laughs> collagen, collagen is actually really good for bone, um, but it's not everything. Then you have vitamin C, which helps the collagen. Then you have calcium, vitamin D3, vitamin K. There's a lot of things. We actually have a good nutritionist who will be part of the new service. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk more about nutrition. Uh, real, J Jimmy's asking, do you know if the nail can go above 8.3 centimeters as you would like to go for the max? <laughs> 8.2, I was told. 8.2, okay. and that's what we're going to be pushing. I okay. mean, I've been doing that math every day. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I will push this thing until I see the treads at both ends of that screw, I'm telling you. It's, yeah, uh, yeah 8.2, I was told. So. Okay. Um, they have questions for you, Real. They love you. Let's see. Jimmy's asking also for your tip is, do you know the number of months to space to get the max length? Um, so I guess, yeah, and that's Sam's asking the same question. Is like, have you discussed the timeline of when you'd be able to do the tibia? Yeah, well, uh, I was thinking, like, I'm going to talk to Dr. Marie. I'd love to do tibias, like, earlier in the year, as opposed, like, this time I went and did it, um, like, I, I was there in, in January. And okay. uh, now I'm still, I'm still here because I, I got delayed. Obviously, I broke one. 
but uh, and might not build, building bonus fast slow down. But uh, I definitely like to be in there before January to okay. get this done. Yeah, nice, nice. And I, it's it's slow. I think it's gonna be a little bit slower. It's probably gonna not starting as fast because of uh, it's a tibia. It's a little slower. Yeah, two yeah. bones to grow, and uh, you know, so I'm gonna be battling battling that. But uh, yeah, if I want to do it before uh, early uh, early like before the end of the year. Okay. Uh, Rial, this next question here is, uh, did you use a caretaker for the first couple of weeks or were you fully independent? I mean, I, I had people around me. I didn't have a, a, a caretaker because I was at work. Like uh, when I came out of the hospital, I, I was at work. I, I stopped at my office and went to work that day. Uh, and then the next morning I was back to work. Uh, I mean, I have my driver uh, and I have my wife at home. So I always had like help here and there. Uh, the worst thing with crutches is you can't carry nothing, right? Because uh, it's like uh, that's it impairs you, like because you, you're putting the weight on your hands. You're not putting the weight on your armpits. So mm -hmm. and that was the one thing. Like the forearm crutches, I bought some, but I can't work with them because uh, at least the one with the armpit. When I, if I have to grab stuff, I can right. hold it with the armpit, and I can't. I couldn't even walk with those without my mm -hmm. hands. Like I've learned to. Cause obviously, I have to carry stuff once in a while. It's not fun. But I'll like uh, then I'll use my armpit to, to like talk <laughs> with them. Like I'll show you videos. Like, I'm third, like I can do anything with these things. But uh, yeah, so I, I I put the forearm crutches away. I, I don't like them. That they're not. Uh, uh, I think as soon as they tell me, you know, like uh, I get off these, I'll probably buy myself, like, you know, some pimp ass cane or something, and like you know, and, uh, <laughs> and just pimp it around. That's it. That's a couple walking canes. I don't know. Uh, that's what it's gonna be for me. I think just a cane and like hop away. I love it. I love yeah. it. No, yeah. I think you've really you, you've unlocked your crutches ability because, like, I, I was that good too. Like, you're really good. Like, you can do the the crutch walk without the hands. Like, you're good. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah <laughs> I have my espresso in one hand, and I, I'm like, you know, I, yeah. I spill a few drops here and there. My wife has to wash it every morning because I spill coffee. <laughs> but no, it's uh. Yeah, I have uh, good videos of it too. I'll, I'll get some stuff out. That's but awesome. Uh, no, I never had care to take her, but I mean, but I always have people around me. Like, you yeah, know, it took me like a couple broken legs. Yeah. You did it in like two weeks. That's amazing, Rial. Yeah. Uh, look at this. He, James said Rial is the Chuck Norris of, <laughs> of stature. <Like, laughs> that's a good one. I love it. Uh, He's a, he says, Rial doesn't need the ERC device. He can communicate with, with the nail itself. Yeah. And the legs lengthen out of fear. That's awesome. I yeah, uh, uh, love it. Phaedrus, you're doing the femur or the tibia, and how much can you Okay, yep. So, Phaedrus, this one's for you. Yeah, I did femur, and I'm at 0 0.7 from the uh, initial gap so far. Okay, and you start lengthening in a couple of days, like in a, a, probably next week, right? Yeah, I think Sunday. I think Sunday we start. Sunday or Monday. One of those days. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Um, <clears throat> this one from, I think you're a discrepancy patient. I remember last week. Uh, are you completely asleep when you do the surgery? Absolutely. Yes, you should be. You definitely want to be. Uh, hearing the periosteum of the femur bone break. It's just oh, like, I yeah, that, that's something you don't want to hear because you'll never forget it. So, <laughs> um, James Cameron to Victor for Victor. I'm a Rosberg patient currently in currently in distraction. Interested in participating in your next live open mic anonymously? Yeah, okay, awesome. So that's who you are. Okay, absolutely, James Cameron, which I really think is a name for a movie director. But anyway, um, <clears throat> last couple questions. Let's see, Mr. Borg. I have uh, a most important question. It's agitating all the limb lengthening circles of Nantucket, and rumors are flying around about it. Is it true that there is a horse? 
there was a horse in your family tree. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Alexis. What's up, Alexis? You goofball. Um, <laughs> Real looks like Triple H. <laughs> this is great. Uh, I get that a few times a week. Last one here. Real doesn't need a caretaker. Other living <laughs> patients are Real. <laughs> I can't even do it, Real. They love you, man. Awesome. Wow, wow, wow. Awesome, guys. Well, that was very, very cool. We had a lot of guests on the show. I, I don't even know all of them. They were coming in and out. But I want to thank Rial, Phaedrus, and Michael um, Yoshi for coming on and asking his question. Um, and look, I want to thank all of you guys for watching, asking you know questions in here. If I didn't get to your question, you can send me an email or just post it in the comments below. I'll answer it later. Um, yeah, and so next week, <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is I have a lot of content for a complications presentation. I'm not sure if the patients from those complications are going to actually come on themselves anonymously. But if not, I'll present you know, anonymous information, pictures and stuff, and kind of put together like a slideshow to kind of show you guys what's really happening at clinics that are inexperienced out there. And hopefully that will scare you to pick a good clinic, a good surgeon and do your part and be educated before you go into this process. Cause it's serious. It's serious. Like if Riyadh knew nothing about this, he, you know, and he didn't know how to do things, it's like he, he would be in trouble. And same thing with Phaedrus and Michael and myself, it's like this, you have to know what you're getting into. So, um, you have to pick a good surgeon. Like, um, you know, there's clinics who are, experience so that's going to be happening next week week after um we may do one or two lives that week we have a uh, limb length discrepancy live that i have to put together and then a stature lengthening round table so i'm not sure if that's going to happen uh simultaneously uh, weeks or back to back we'll see um yeah i want to thank all of you guys for watching uh this is episode 83 of limb lengthening live i want to thank real phaedrus michael everybody else and until next time this is victor from cyborg life signing out we'll see you guys next time Peace. Right, you guys. See ya.